Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-back coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. To kick off your Monday morning, I'm Kristen Smith, along with Jill Welke. And how was your drive-in, Jill? Interesting. You know, if you're out and about, you probably already are sensing these roads. We're going to talk about this first. There is a winter weather advisory, and guess what? The roads are not well. They are heavy. Snow, slush, nastiness right now. Um, the plows are out. They are getting things cleared out. Interstate, perfectly good. I mean, little slick spots here and there. We're at that, right at that goofy freezing point, about that 32, 33 degrees. So keep an eye on that. State roads are starting to get plowed out here pretty quick. And then, of course, the county roads, gravel roads, that's going to take some time. So if you're just getting up and getting out and about, please be careful on the roads. Give yourself that extra time. We're going to have snow and rain mixture throughout the entire day. That winter weather advisory doesn't expire until this afternoon. So just keep an eye on things. I know I was playing the the track game, jumping all over the road, because you just threw me to the left, threw me to the right. And Jill, you had kind of the same thing. Yeah, the slush would really toss me around. I actually put it in I put it in four-wheel drive, but it really doesn't help much. Mm-hmm. It's more for my uh sense of mind to say i got four wheels turning instead of just the two rear ones but the tracks out there it's it's rough it's slushy it's like just the deep enough yeah it makes it kind of a pain in the neck and it throws you around it does i mean i was going 38 and i was getting thrown and i'm like wow slower down 32 and then it straightened back out i was good for a while yeah but i mean it doesn't matter you can't go 55 in this you will end up in the pickers and We don't want to end up in the pickers. (laughs) No, we don't. (laughs) So we've got some stuff coming up we need to talk about this morning. We're going to be talking about some stuff that happened in the Loyal area over the weekend, along with the news, the weather, the markets, and what's coming up in agriculture. Some good stuff there. Talking about the Midwest Horse Fair. That's a big event for your equine lovers out there. So we've got that and a whole lot more coming up this morning on WEX. WEX 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 
Well, Kristen, you know, it's been a little while since I've been on the air, and I wanted to wish you a happy anniversary. Anniversary? Yeah, it's been 15 months since you met me. Oh. Who's, who's, you know, who's benefited more, you or me? <laughs> I'm sure it's me. I know that's what's going to come I, out of your mouth, so I'm just going to stop you right there. I didn't even get a chance to speak. <laughs> <laughs> but but here's something. I was having a dream last night, and I think that their dream, you know, the guiders of the dreams, I think they got you and I confused. Oh. I had a dream about being an auctioneer. <laughs> Are you saying I can talk really, really, really fast? And you could talk a whole lot faster than I can, so they must have been confused because I think they should have sent you that dream. No, I, I think it's just my expertise rubbing off on you, and you just, you know, you're like, ah, oh, I've been doing it. We've had our work anniversary now 15 months, and you're like, I just want to be like Kristen. It's like, I want to be like Mike, you know? Well, okay. That's what we're going to go with. <laughs> Let's roll with that. Hey, it's our work anniversary, Jill and Kristen, 15 months today. Wow. Kind of crazy thing it's been that long. Jill and Kristen's work anniversary today. So that means tomorrow is your work anniversary with Bob. Ooh. 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 <laughs> Ooh. That always makes things interesting. Uh, and tomorrow, before we get into the news, we got to talk about the big event taking place tomorrow. Absolutely. It's the 59th annual Eau Claire Farm Show held out at the Menards Chippewa Valley Expo Center yep. starting at 9 o'clock and running till 3.30 for Tuesday and Wednesday. Free admission, free parking. And if you don't know that building, that is the Old Menards Building. Yep, it is the Old Menards Building and there's a lot of places to park. And the FFA Silent Auction is coming back. Excellent. So we will see you there, Jill and I, and of course, Bob will be there. <laughs> That's what I keep saying, that if you want to see Bob, that he might might be in the booth. I don't know. We'll see. Just look for the tall guy. Yes, tall, yes. white-haired man. <laughs> well, it is 501 on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. It's time this morning to check in with some news. NBC News Radio. I'm Trey Thomas. U.S. Senators are working on a broad bipartisan bill that will outline a process to ban or prohibit foreign technology like TikTok. They are taking data from Americans, not keeping it safe. But what worries me more with TikTok is that this can be a propaganda tool. That's according to Senator Mark Warner. Appearing on Fox News Sunday, the Virginia Democrat explained that he's working on the bill with Republican Senator John Thune of South Dakota. Millions of people are under winter weather alerts as more snow hits parts of the western U.S. Mark Mayfield reports. More snow fell in the mountains of California on Sunday. Recent winter snowstorms that slammed Southern California prompted a state of emergency in more than a dozen counties late last week. Meantime, a storm system is expected to bring snow and rain to areas in and around the Great Lakes this week, affecting cities like Minneapolis, Milwaukee, Chicago, and Detroit. There are no safety concerns following a train derailment in Ohio. During a Sunday news conference, Fire Chief Dave Nangle said there were no toxic chemicals in any of the 20 cars that left the rails. The hazmat coordinator, myself, and Ohio EPA made the determination that it was safe. This comes a month after another Norfolk Southern train carrying hazardous materials derailed, sparking major environmental and health concerns in the town of East Palestine. 
Pete Davidson may be in hot water after he crashed his car into the side of a house in Beverly Hills. The comedian was reportedly speeding through a neighborhood on Saturday night with his girlfriend. Officials say he lost control of the vehicle, jumped the curb, and took out a fire hydrant before slamming into the side of a nearby house. You're listening to NBC News Radio. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're almost five minutes after the five o'clock hour, and I wanted to talk a little bit. This weekend was a hard weekend for my family. Um, I think, in my opinion, my dad was a great farmer, one of the greatest in the area. Did a lot of neat things, and God called him home this weekend. He passed with us around him. He did a lot of great things. I think one of his best pride and joys, besides us kids and his grandchildren, was hosting Farm Technology Days in Clark County here last year. He was he really enjoyed it. If you were out there or saw him or had to deliver stuff, he was out there from the first day they started putting the stakes on Tent City to the day that everything was off of the grounds. I mean, he was out there every day. He was out there when people from the Jackson County facility came up and we're helping with snow fencing he said they were a great group of guys just a great man in my opinion and we're gonna miss him he was a great farmer great man funeral will be on wednesday so unfortunately i will not be at the eau claire farm show on wednesday but that's okay i'll be celebrating the life of my father lowell rail who passed away on saturday this weekend but as he would say the chores got to get done the cows need to be milked and that's why i'm here today is to kind of honor him Show him that, you know, the things, we have to keep moving on. And he would want that. He wouldn't want me sitting at home. And if you knew the man, you would know. (laughs) He did not enjoy those things. He wanted me to move forward, move on. And, yeah, a couple fun things. He taught me how to drive a tractor. Not very well. Was not very good at it. If you talk to my brother, he will admit that. Not the greatest. But he did teach me to go to work, have a great work ethic, raise my family, and appreciate what I have each and every day. And that's what I'm going to do. So, uh, funeral visitation will be on Wednesday in Loyal at the Trinity Lutheran Church. If you knew him, want to pay your respects, 9 to 11 is visitation, and then funeral to follow. So, we'll be saying goodbye to, in my opinion, one of the greatest farmers that I've ever known, Lowell Rail, who passed away this weekend. But like I said, he would want us to move along. And Jill, we, we've got to do those things, so I guess catch us up. Let's talk about the warmer weather that we're having and what's coming up this month. Well, as that weather warms up, maple producers are getting ready. The sapping season will start usually in mid-March and mid-April when temperatures are below freezing at night and above freezing during the day. And coming up on March 18th, the Wisconsin Maple Syrup Producers Association will have their annual first tree tapping at... Pozarski Farm. Pozarski Family Farms. (laughs) Hey, I did okay, but I, (laughs) I had to hesitate a little bit. In Boyd, the tapping will begin at 10 a.m. with the reading of the governor's proclamation signed by Governor Evers declaring March 15th through April 15th, Maple Month in Wisconsin. It's sure to be a sweet event. Oh, yes, sweet. (laughs) In the Midwest, 
Food Products Association, along with the USDA, shows the Badger State maintaining its number one ranking nationally in the production of processing snap beans during 2022. The production of snap beans for processing in Wisconsin totaled just shy of 306,000 tons and was valued at $49.6 million for the year, keeping the state first nationally in production ahead of New York, Michigan, Florida, and Oregon. Growers in Wisconsin were presented were presented with near ideal conditions throughout the much of last year's growing season. Wisconsin also maintained its third place ranking for processing sweet corn in 2022, producing over 483,000 tons at a value of $52.7 million. The production of sweet corn for processing is heavily concentrated in the Midwest, with Minnesota ranking first in the nation just ahead of Washington. Another sweet event, sweet corn, snap beans. Nothing better than eating fresh peas and beans right out of the garden. Oh, and so tasty. Even with the dirt on it. (laughs) (laughs) Dirt just gives it a little character. It does. Well, Jill, we got to get moving along to check in on some weather. That'll be coming in next, and we'll catch you up on that winter weather advisory. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We are under a winter weather advisory until later on this afternoon because the roads are not great. We've got some slick spots out there. Please be careful when you are out and about driving. Right now on some roads, the slush is very thick. It will pull you left. It will pull you right. So please be careful. Today we're looking at a snow and rain mix kind of throughout the day with a high of 37 degrees. Tonight is going to be partly cloudy with a chance of some snow showers. Low of 24. Tomorrow is going to be mostly sunny and 39 to kick off the Eau Claire Farm Show. Tomorrow night, few clouds, 26. And Wednesday, mostly cloudy, 36 degrees. Still not bad. Wednesday night, cloudy and 28. Temperatures around the area right now, we've got Medford at 32 degrees, La Crosse at 35, Marshfield 33, Green Bay, Rice Lake, and Wausau all 32 degrees, Madison is at 36, Milwaukee at 37, and right here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area, we're at 33 degrees, and under that winter weather advisory, we'll be checking in with our Skywarn 13 meteorologist Derek Dahlman after a while, and we'll be checking to see about school closures, delays, and they're just getting out and about and seeing what's going on. So we'll keep you posted on that as well. But we've got your morning markets. Those are coming up next, and they'll be brought to you by... Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And your farm markets this morning are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, kick us off for the day. We're going to start with our cash livestock. Choice-fed beef steers are 160 to 170 with mixed at 138 to 159. Choice-fed beef heifers are 160 to 172 with mixed at 133 to 159. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 133 to 150 with select and silage-fed steers 108 to 132 and a half. Cows are 72 to 109. Bulls are 90 to 112. Butcher hogs are 40 to 65 with sows at 51 to 54 and a quarter. Boars are 19 to 30. Shore and market lambs that are 120 to 155 pounds are 135 to 148. There's no quote from the unshorn market lambs. Feeder lambs are 150 to 280. Ewes are 75 to 250. Small goats are 170 to 205 dollars. 
Medium goats are 130 to 215. Large goats are 160 to 460 dollars, and nanny goats are 15 to 240 dollars. Thank you, Jill. And switching over to the Mercantile Exchange, we've got your live cattle for April at 165.42, up a dollar 32. June is at 160.67, up a dollar 22. August is at 159.90, up a dollar 17. Feeder cattle for March is at 190, that's up a dollar 42. April's at 196.02, up 217. May is at 295 cents, up 212. Lean hogs for April's at 84.55, up 70 cents. May is at 93.45, up 57 cents. And June is at $100.62. That was up 5 cents. Just a nickel. Switching over to Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your July corn down two at 6.26. July oats down two at 3.34. July beans down a nickel at $15. July soybean meal down 50 cents to 4.71.20 a ton. July wheat down a nickel at 7.11. On the dairy side, barrel cheese up four and a half cents on Friday to a dollar fifty-seven and a half. Your blocks up four cents on Friday to a dollar ninety-five. Double A grade butter remained unchanged at two thirty-four and a half. And your class three futures for March up four cents at seventeen seventy-five. April up eight at seventeen fifty-three. May up three at seventeen eighty-three. June up a penny at eighteen thirty-three. And then July down four at eighteen eighty-seven. And then those markets were downward trending through twenty twenty-four. And that's a look at our morning markets. And it is 18 minutes after 5 o'clock on this Monday morning. And some interesting news that we found out. Brazil became the second country in the world after Argentina to approve planting of GMO wheat following a decision by the nation's biosecurity agency. The approval request was made by a plant genetics company who confirmed Brazil had concluded a safety evaluation of HB4, providing full approval for its commercialization and cultivation in the country. Brazil plants about 3 million hectares, or just over 741,000 acres with wheat, mostly in the southern states like Rio Grande do Sul and Piranha, not the fish. The HB4 wheat is also approved for food and feed use in the U.S., Colombia, New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, Nigeria, and for feed use only in Indonesia. So, some interesting stuff there. And we're going to hear some more interesting stuff. We've got the Midwest Horse Fair. Pam Yankee had a chance to speak with them. So that'll be coming up next right here on Wax. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. I know it's probably been on your calendar for literally weeks, if not months. I'm talking about the upcoming Midwest Horse Fair. That's right, April 14th through the 16th, back again at the Alliant Energy Center here in Madison. And of course, as always, you can find it online, MidwestHorseFair.com. What you may or may not realize is that there is a new executive director of the Midwest Horse Fair, and she's in studio to talk a little bit about the upcoming show, and maybe as importantly, if not more, a little bit about her background. Welcome in, Terry Giannetti. She is the executive director. Tell them a little bit about when you took over the reins, no pun intended. <laughs> Thank you, Pam. Thanks for having us here. And so I joined the Midwest Horse for a team in September. Super excited to be here. I am a native Wisconsinite, live on a lovely farm in Ashapin, love horses, and uh, have been in the nonprofit sector for a while and was just thrilled to be able to come in and help continue the magic of the Midwest Horse Fair uh, in 2023. So officially you joined when? September 2022. So a lot of lot of steep learning curve I'm sure that you've been exposed to because people have to realize, aside from the fact that it's an educational event, uh, draws in a lot of people from across the United States, all in North America, there's also a business side. Tell us a little bit more about the staff behind the scenes that's making things happen uh, even long before and after the show. 
Sure, you bet. So as you may not know, we are part of the Wisconsin Horse Council. So we have a very active board of directors who are instrumental. We also have an office team who works diligently all throughout the year preparing uh, to make it a wonderful experience. We hire a weekend team who joins us, who've been with us for many of them since the fair started over 42 years ago. So a long time. And, uh, you know, it's just people come because they love horses and uh, want to support the community with education, entertainment, and of course, shopping. We have lots of shopping. Boy, that's for sure. And, you know, the other part that if people haven't been for a little while, I'm always impressed by the demographics at the Midwest Horse Fair because that is an event, an area of education, uh, entertainment that appeals to a very wide demographic. It does. You know, it's we have people coming from all over the country. We have certainly, you know, represented. We have people from the English discipline that come. And then we also have the Western folks come who join us for the rodeo. And and then, you know, we have people coming from all over the Midwest who do a lot of shopping <laughs> and uh, able to bring that all back home. But it's exciting. Well, we said uh, the emphasis is always on education, and that brings in the young horse people, those that might have a love of a horse from afar. Maybe there's been an investment. Maybe there's somebody that, like you said, is going into some specific training. Let's focus in on the theme this year, Terry, and tell us a little bit about uh, what that's designed to bring to the show. Sure. So the theme this year is branded in history, really about how the Midwest Horse Fair has made its mark on the equine industry, on Wisconsin, and also you know, for our participants, you know, making their mark on and and showing the value of horses and, and education and really the special bond between riders and their horses. So, so yeah, so we're excited. Our 42nd official year of having the fair and to continue to make our mark on history. Now, we talked a little bit, Terry and I were visiting about the stories that are generated at the Midwest Horse Fair and shared long after. Um, that is something that many people may not realize if they're just kind of quick in, got to pick something up in the trade show area and out. You want to make sure that people are sharing those stories, finding those stories, because that really is the fiber that draws us all together. It is. And, you know, there are amazing stories. We're starting to share them more on Facebook of just the special bond. These breed groups come in. You know, they practice all year for these, do these special performances. And they're, you know, there's a lot of nervousness, but then they're able to overcome it. They're able to do more than they thought they could. And then they leave. They're, they're just even closer than they were, you know, before they started. So we're fortunate, really. I feel privileged to, be able to help bring such an event to Madison and to be able to partake in it. If you're just joining us again, this is the new executive director of the Midwest Horse Fair, Terry Gianetti. She is uh, in the spots in September and uh, got a great team behind her that's going to be involved in helping to make the show. That's coming up uh, again, if you are just reminded, uh, April 14th through the 16th at the Alliant Energy Center. So let's take a closer look at the program then, Terry. What areas are fleshed out really well uh, where you've already seen a lot of activity, be it social media or phone calls to the office? What seems to be really catching people's attention for this year's show? Sure. Well, we're excited to have the you know professional PRCA rodeo back Friday and Saturday. That is, you know, 
selling quickly. I would encourage people to get their tickets quickly because it will be a sold out show again both nights. And it's really so much more than a rodeo. You know, we have professional trick riders coming. We have celebrity horses from a famous show called Heartland who will be doing performances. Dan James doing Liberty. We have some other kind of thrilling Western acts in between. So the rodeo, we're excited about it. We also have the World Championship Blacksmiths are coming back. They haven't been at the fair for a few years. And so, you know, uh, they do this great competition all three days of the fair. They'll be there. It's fun to watch. And then we are excited that we have the USTPA team penning competition on Sunday. Kind of, you know, Sunday's a great day to visit the fair. There aren't as many crowds, right? But we have this competition. It's actually the last qualifying event before the USTPA Elite Finals. And so we've I've had some conversations with local team penners who are very excited to be participating in the Coliseum. They've waited for years for us to have this. So we have it. There'll be actually two events in Illinois leading up to the Sunday team penning event. So lots of great things going on and should be a magical fair. Well, like we said, uh, it is not just about the education, although that's the major emphasis. If you're looking for anything equine related, the Midwest Horse Fair generally has it. I always giggle when I pull in at the Midwest Horse Fair. I'm following somebody that's got a major livestock trailer with a major rig that's pulling it. That's got all the bespanglements and then out jumps a five foot four little blonde that's got a belt buckle bigger than her head. Uh, It is a fantastic place. If you are looking for something specific to the equine industry, maybe you're getting started, you need an upgrade. Tell me a little bit about how the trade show commercial side's going, Terry. Sure. So we expect we'll have over 500 exhibitors again. So we will fill the expo hall and we are, you know, primarily focused on selling equine products from around the country and really the premier show for selling equine products across the United States. And so, you know, that piece of it, we also have uh, over 30 clinicians coming who will be, you know, I think we have over 300 events throughout the weekend, including a judging competition that happens on Friday. You talk about the youth and that's really, we have a lot of FFA groups. We have a special rate for them. A lot of them, come in groups and join that judging competition where they learn how to how to judge horses. So, so yeah, it's a packed three days. And that's going to sound like a great event. Three days of fun, the Midwest Horse Fair coming April 14th, 15th, and 16th. But we got to keep moving things along. We'll have Premier Livestock. They'll be coming in soon with the update. What happened last week? What's coming up this week? Rocky Olson coming in next. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And that is true. The crack of dawn never sounded so good until we get Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock with us. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So, we've got snow on the ground? By you? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Are you out there shoveling yet? No. Why not? I don't know. No enthusiasm when it snows this time of year. First one, you're always out there ready to go, but not out, not anymore. <laughs> now you're hoping for, like, the magical shovel fairies to come and take care of it? Yeah, it gets warm enough, it melts. <laughs> nice. Well, Rocky, we've got a busy morning. Catch us up. What's going on over at Premier Livestock and Withy? 
Uh, thank you, Kristen. Good morning, everyone. This is how uh, last week's uh, markets shaped up. We sold over 2,400 head of livestock last week. Uh, markets were strong. Uh, high choice and prime Holstein fed steers from 140 to 152. Uh, choice beef steers and heifers 135 to 159. Market cows very strong. High yielding cows from 86 to a dollar 11. Uh, most of the cows traded 75 to 85. Market bulls high yielding from 95 to 117. Organic market cows sold every Monday, mostly from 115 to 137. Newborn Holstein bull calves last week traded mostly from 100 to $185 per head. A few were higher than that. Uh, most of the beef calves from 175 to 400. Uh, last Tuesday, we had our special monthly dairy heifer auction. We sold over 400 head of dairy heifers. Uh, good quality open heifers, extremely strong, sold from $1.20 to $1.75 per pound. We sold the top opens ready to breed at Thirteen fifty Wednesday's dairy cattle auction. Uh, we sold almost three hundred head of dairy cattle. Top cows brought eighteen fifty to twenty eight hundred. Uh, top Holstein spring and heifers brought seventeen fifty to two thousand. This week uh, we got our special feeder cattle auction, bread stock cow auction. Remember, if you're bringing bread stock cows, have them in the market today or by nine o'clock a.m. tomorrow for preg checks. We're expecting eight hundred to a thousand head of feeder cattle. The quality is excellent for the sale this week. Uh, Wednesday we have uh, three good quality hard to find tie stall herds. Very nice quality herds. Holsteins, red Holsteins, and some really, really fancy Jersey crosses. Also over 50 Holstein spring and heifers. Full detailed list of consignments on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Give us a call with any questions. 715-229-2500. Don't forget large machinery auction is going to be March 24th. Come on over. Take a look here, guys. Very, very large auction. Uh, we are getting full, though. We are getting very full, and you need to call before you bring any more consignments to see if we can fit you in. So give us a call, uh, 715-229-2500. And, Kristen, that's how it shaped up. Excellent. Wow. I can't. I, it's crazy to think that you're almost filled for that big sale. Yeah. No, it's... Uh, I think on the list we got over 50 tractors already. So wow. Pretty pretty nice. So if you're just... looking for a tractor, head over to Premier Livestock on March 24th. Yep, yep. You betcha. Yep, Sounds we're pretty good. excited about it. Excellent. Yep. Well, Rocky, you have a great day. Enjoy the not snubbling, sh- snubbling, shoveling <laughs> snow. <laughs> All right. Sounds great. All you right. Too. Have a good Bye. one. There he goes, Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock this morning. We're at 26 minutes before 5 o'clock, and it's time to check in with our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Derek Dahlman. Good morning, Derek. Hey, good morning, Kristen. I have to say, that's a fun twist on snow removal. You're snubbling. Snubbling. Yes. I'm making it an official term. I'm using it now. Ooh. <laughs> see, I'm an innovative type person. I come up with the new terms. I, I love that. Sometimes the old terms get repetitive, and we have to make some new ones, so yeah, that's fine. No one likes to shovel the snow, so it's snuffling because we want to complain, and we're being snotty about it, so it's snuffling this time of year. Yeah, and I'm curious what snuffling looks like, honestly. <laughs> I'll let you try it, and then you let me know. Deal. Got it. <laughs> 
Well, we've got some interesting roadways out there. What's going on? Yeah, and uh, like I've been preaching on Hello, Wisconsin, those conditions really just vary around the area. We've had mixed precipitation ranging from snow, which was heavy at times, to rain, especially in our southern counties. So it'll just depend on where you are. Uh, needless to say, expect that there will be snow-covered and slushy roadways, especially on those back and side roads where uh, plows haven't touched. But the good news is conditions are going to improve rather quickly throughout the day. Temperatures right now are around that freezing point. We are expecting highs later on, uh, slightly above that and around average into the upper 30s. We'll have a chance of a few lingering rain and snow showers, otherwise staying mostly cloudy. We'll be breezy from the north-northeast. We'll see that high here in Eau Claire at around 37. Going into tonight, uh, turning partly cloudy. Lows do dip into the mid-20s, staying breezy. And then for your Tuesday, we are looking at a mix of sun and clouds. Those temperatures nearing that 40-degree mark before more clouds do roll in for the mid week and again temperatures back around average into the upper 30s right now in eau claire it's 33 degrees i'm skywarn 13 meteorologist Derek dahlman now i heard this nasty little rumor that we've got more snow coming uh yes uh details are a little messy but right now i'm confident in a thursday to friday time frame i will say it's looking pretty impressive on the modeling but again just something we'll have to watch closely here in the next couple days I don't want it. Can I return it? <laughs> Sorry, there's no 30-day return policy on this. <laughs> well, there should be like a five-day return policy. <laughs> but unfortunately, Mother Nature does not offer that. <laughs> wow. You think her being Mother Nature, she'd understand returns are important. I know, right? I'm just the messenger. Sorry. Uh, shoot the messenger. No, yeah, okay. right. <laughs> we like you, Derek. We like you. Well, we love you guys, too. Thanks for all you do. <laughs> yes, yeah, you as well. Have a great day and stay safe. Yep, you too. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's that time of the morning to check in with Miss Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom. Good morning, Morgan. Catch us up. What's going on in the news today? Good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We'll stretch the lens a little bit across the state as we know the body of a missing UW Stevens Point student has been recovered. This was over the weekend where rescuers pulled 20-year-old Cole Peterson's body out of the Wisconsin River Saturday afternoon. He had gone missing about 2 a.m. that morning. Crews used a drone to find him and then an ice boat to grab his body. As police in Stevens Point say, there's no reason to suspect foul play in his death. Well, in other headlines, lawmakers take a stab at vaccines as lawmakers are going to look at the state's vaccine requirements this week. The Legislature's Joint Committee for Review of Administrative Rules has a hearing scheduled tomorrow morning to talk about the Department of Health Services' new vaccine rules. DHS made a handful of changes for schools and daycares this year, including the change of chickenpox vaccines and DHS not requiring a flu or COVID shots for kids this year, though the state does strongly encourage them. Again, that hearing underway tomorrow at the Capitol. Closer to our area, Eau Claire School Board looking at the Montessori Charter Schools contract tonight with uh, the next step deciding whether to renew new or change the contract with the charter school. Some board members worry that uh, some of those changes need to be made and say the Montessori enrollment doesn't meet some of the equity standards, whereas the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty is warning the school board that making changes could be discrimination. In other headlines, lawmakers also want to know why it's so tough in some places so expensive to call Wisconsin home. The Assembly and Senate Committees on Housing will hold a joint hearing tomorrow to hear from experts around the state about a Wisconsin housing shortage. 
The experts include leaders from the state realtors and home builders, experts from UW. The latest report from the Wisconsin Association of Realtors said prices are up across our state in part because of tight supply for houses for sale. As we look to more action on the political stage, eyes to the skies have some people in opposition and Senator Tammy Baldwin's office has announced that the Wisconsin Department of Military Affairs is receiving a federal grant to conduct community outreach, noise mitigation planning, and prepare for the arrival of F-35 fighter jets in Madison's Truex Field. A spokesman for a group opposing the jets, though, is underwhelmed. Sounds like this from that side. I think it's just uh, incredible hypocrisy, the whole thing, particularly this idea that she's going to uh, give us a grant to do community outreach and noise mitigation. We've been trying to talk to her for four years now, and she's been totally unreceptive. Tom Boswell there with the group Safe Skies Clean Water, calling the $798,000 grant from the Department of Defense, quote, chump change, notes that each F-35 costs $111 million. He says Baldwin has no engagement with the group despite repeated attempts, and Baldwin's office did not respond to a request for comment. What about this noise? Well, if you lived in the Sunshine State, it might make a little more sense. Florida's annual conch shell blowing contest was drawing crowds again this year. In fact, some people even trying to make an instrument out of those shells. Can you tell what this is? You ain't nothing but a fish. A little bit of a different version of Elvis's hound dog there played on the conch shell. Of course, that's long been considered a symbol of the Keys. And here in America's Dairyland, we head back to the barn. And of course, our thoughts and prayers extend to the Rail family in Clark County. As Kristen had shared with us the passing of her father over the weekend, our thoughts and prayers with you. And as Guy called another farmer up, we head back to the barn with Kristen Smith, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Thank you so much, Morgan. I truly appreciate that. I, I don't know. I think, Jill, I do like the conch shell honking, though. <laughs> I just think it's interesting. You know, that doesn't happen just every place. So I guess it is very unique to yeah, the area. That's something I never heard of before. Uh, me either. Learn something new today. <laughs> well, every day you learn something new, don't you? Well, especially working with you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I think that you're just as lucky as I am. Oh, definitely. Yes, absolutely. Well, we got to keep moving along here. We've got your morning market sales will be coming in next, and we'll be heading over to Altoona just after a little bit. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's that time of the morning to check in with the Equity Altoona Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. And Jim, how'd the sale go? Catch us up. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held here on Friday, March 3rd. Three to six hundred pound beef steers, dollar fifty to two twenty-four. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers, a dollar forty to two nineteen. Three to six hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar forty to two dollars. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers, a dollar thirty to a dollar ninety-eight. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers, a dollar to a dollar seventy-three. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers, ninety to a dollar forty-nine. Our next special feeder sale here at the Altoona Market is Friday, March seventeenth. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at seven one five eight three five three one zero four to check out our early consignments. Go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thank you, Jim, and you as well. And speaking of equity bars, now we got to head up to the Stratford Equity Barn and check in with Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, good morning to you and Joe. And again, uh, 
as we begin the week here. Uh, weather again is uh, sort of the main topic, but uh, I don't know. Did we? Uh, I wasn't paying too much attention to the weatherman. How much snow did we get, or what? Uh, we're in that two to three inch range, depending on where you're at. Um, when I left Millsville this morning, there was more snow than when I got like to the Osseo Eau Claire area, but there was uh, more well, rain when I was driving in too. Oh well. I, I do know the only thing, uh, it's pretty wet, heavy stuff, so despite the fact that the wind, I don't think it's going to blow around the yacht. But I think there's some more coming later on this morning, isn't there? Yeah, it's going to be a rain-snow mix all day. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> oh. I, guess, I guess it's uh, it's not really going to uh, uh, necessitate any closings or anything, so obviously the sale will go on today. And I guess folks uh, just have to be careful uh, when you're on the roads and stuff. Uh, I haven't seen any plows out yet, but... Anyway, be that as it may, we'll give the folks uh, what's going to go happening this week here at Equity Stratford. Uh, and good morning, everyone. And a full marketing uh, week on schedule here at Equity Stratford. Like I said, uh, maybe things will be delayed a little bit today because of the weather. But anyway, the market will be open this morning. We'll get started this morning around 10 o'clock with the market auction today here at Stratford. And we'll sell market cows today, uh, fed cattle, and uh, market bulls at 1130. We'll do our calf sale today. We'll finish up with the market cattle this afternoon. Tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, 10 o'clock start time tomorrow with the hay and bedding auction. We already have hay on the consignment list for that sale tomorrow, including small squares. So if you folks are looking for, for small squares, we do have a consignment of that. Uh, they will be uh, alfalfa mixed hay. And we also have first crop round bales as well as other consignments of hay for that sale tomorrow. That will be at 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock tomorrow will be the dairy auction. And as part of that dairy sale, we do have a consignment of uh, fresh Holstein heifers. These heifers are fresh, just recent fresh, uh, up to two months. And uh, powder freestall adapt, and they're all from AI breeding. So that'll be part of the dairy auction, 11 o'clock. Also, tomorrow, market auction. And of course, every Tuesday, we do sell. Uh, organic market cows along with the conventional cows. And, of course, the organic market along with the conventional cows have been very strong the last couple of weeks. Look for that to continue this week. Wednesday auction starts around 10 o'clock in the morning here. Uh, full marketing day on Wednesday, of course. Uh, we do sell most of our fed cattle also on Wednesday along with the conventional market cows, sheep, hog, and goats. Um, and our feeder sale this week will start at 1230. And Thursday, our auction does start at 11 o'clock. So a lot of information on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page. And uh, uh, for that information also, if you've not registered yet uh, for our annual meeting, uh, I think the deadline was last week, but I'm sure they'll take you in if you give them a call early this week or email them uh, down there at the main office. They want to know how many folks are coming for that annual meeting, which will be on the 17th of uh, March over here at Country Air. So... And uh, with that, we have, uh, we'll turn it back to you. And Kristen, I'm sorry to hear about the death in your family. Um, always a shock, isn't it? Oh, it is. But like he always said, it's chores got to get done. The cows need to be milked, and we got to keep moving along. And on that note, too, for, for the folks that are familiar in this area, uh, a great, great lady has also gone to her reward. Bernadine Weber passed away. Um, so anybody that was halfway familiar with the Marshall area would certainly know all the great work her and her husband did in that area. So our condolences to all of you folks for that. All right. Thanks so much, Jerry, and you take care. You guys have a nice day, and uh, we'll talk to the big man tomorrow. And again, folks, as per usual, drive careful. We're in March. Um, I didn't hear of any reports of anything a lot of freezing right now. I don't know if it's... Snow is maybe absorbing that. I don't know. Well, anyway, folks, drive careful. Sounds good. Take care. Thank you. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
What a winter we've had so far. We've had snow, we've had rain, we've had ice. What does that mean for our alfalfa stands? Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, joins us once again on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. And Dan, we get a forecast for precipitation, and it seems like uh, this year, we don't know if it's going to be snow or ice, but I know it uh, would be better off being snow as far as the uh, forage is the alfalfa is concerned. That's right, Bob. Uh, Our concern about uh, all of this climate change is... uh, the good news is that uh, we are getting a little wetter, so we're going to have less droughts. But at this time of year, it can be too much water, and we have to think about uh, the potential damage that that can cause. And there are two kinds of things that uh, we should think about. Uh, the first being just uh, in low spots in fields, water sitting and ice forming, and will that ice kill the alfalfa? Uh, A solid sheet of ice over several weeks uh, can kill alfalfa because the alfalfa roots depend on continued oxygen from the air in order to grow and and be healthy. And so when we uh, have a solid layer of ice, it's like putting a sheet of plastic over something and restricting the oxygen that gets to it. I think a lot of us don't realize how much movement there is from the air to the soil, and uh, inhibiting that can cause the uh, death of alfalfa plants. Uh, The conventional wisdom was that alfalfa that was under ice for three weeks would probably die, Uh, but I've seen it survive much longer than that, and, and so I'm not that worried. The other thing to keep into mind is whether or not it's really a solid sheet of ice. If uh, stems of plants are sticking up through it, then that makes holes in the ice that get bigger from the sunlight. If uh, the ice is uh, not all the way down to the ground, then it will crack up and break. And so anything less than a solid sheet of ice on the ground is not of great concern. The other thing, of course, to think about is uh, this warm weather and the periods that we're having and what that does to uh, the alfalfa starting to grow. Uh, Again, I'm not too worried about that yet. It's a little bit early in the season, but what we are looking for is for our uh, fall dormancy four or five types Uh, they will begin uh, having their shoots develop and grow Uh, When we have three to four days of weather in the 60s, and we haven't had that yet, but it will be occurring most likely during March. If that happens and then uh, we get a real cold snap and those shoots freeze back, then that plant has to start over putting out new shoots and the harvest is delayed. So there are a couple problems that can occur. The main thing I think we should uh, all keep in mind is that while we all worry, most of the time, most of the alfalfa makes it through in good shape. The important thing is to do a stand assessment in the spring and make our decisions appropriately, and we'll talk about that uh, in a later tape. Yeah, hopefully spring's not far away. Thanks, Dan. Dan Undersander, once again, our Ford specialist in Wisconsin, on our next Girl Alfalfa Update program.
Thank you so much, Bob. Truly appreciate that update. Good stuff there. And let's take a look at our markets one last time. We've got the Chicago Board of Trade, July corn down two at six twenty six. Your July oats down two at three thirty four. July beans down a nickel at fifteen dollars. July soybean meal down fifty cents at four seventy one twenty a ton. July wheat down a nickel at seven eleven. Country elevators in the area. We've got wheat and grain in Chippewa Falls at for corn is at five eighty two. Beans at fourteen fifty four. Connorsville's at five eighty two and fourteen forty nine. Golden Plump in Arcadia is at 603 for corn. Baldwin's at 590 for corn, 1452 for beans. Duranda's at 585 and 1447. Mondovi's at 590 and 1452. Elmwood's at 590 and 1457. Fall Creek is at 576 for corn, 1427 for beans. Osseo's at 595 for corn, 1457 for beans. Elk Mound is at 591 and 1453. Sparta's at 585 and 1439. Ellsworth is at 565 and 1407. Northside and Loyal, 586 for corn, 1453 for beans. And in Arcadia at the Northside Elevator Plant, they're at 599 for corn, 1458 for beans. Ethanol plants in the area, Boyceville's at 602, Stanley's at 592, New Richmond, 584. Switching to the dairy side, barrel cheese on Friday up four and a half cents to a dollar fifty-seven and a half. Your blocks up four at a dollar ninety-five. Double A grade butter was unchanged at two thirty-four and a half. And your class three futures for March were up four at seventeen seventy-five. April seventeen fifty-three. May was up three at seventeen eighty-three. June up a penny at eighteen thirty-three. July down four at eighteen eighty-seven. And then those markets were downward trending into twenty twenty-four. We're roughly thirty-three degrees right now. Winter weather advisory. We got a snow rain mix today, high at thirty-seven. And Jill, before we go, we had a couple delays. What's going on in the school world? Uh, according to the Skywarn 13 news and weather in the closing department, Nisida and Westby are both opening late today. Is that a two-hour two delay? Hour, two hours late today. Excellent. So keep track on that, or you can go to school closings at waxradio.com. And that is brought to you by Hovlands and Service Master of the Chippewa Valley. So keep an eye on the roads this morning while you're out and about. Enjoy your Monday and have a great week. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report, available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi and the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.